Have you ever had a particular dream where you awoke in your bed, opened your eyes, and were confronted by a dark and terrible figure that looms over you? A silhouette of inky black darkness that watches you with frightening, glowing eyes. The world over, people have reported seeing nefarious and ominous figures. Some call them the Hat Man, others call them ghosts or demons, but there are countless other names for these unwanted visitors. Have you, dear listener, ever seen the mysterious and intimidating Shadow People? Our warmest and most genuine welcome to everyone who joins us here at Channel FM for our seventh broadcast. For those who might be new to this crackling, forlorn radio signal, here at Channel FM, we try to bring you everything aimed at raising the hairs on the back of your neck. True crime, unsolved mysteries, ghost and folk tales, urban legends, strange cryptids, and more. A lot of what we've discussed on air is the sort of thing that still holds a detachment from the regular person. It's a strange and perhaps sad event that happens half the world away, or in a specific building, situation, or place that the vast majority of people have no chance of encountering. You might be surprised to learn that today's topic is something that even you might have found yourself unwillingly involved in. Catching sight of these figures in the corners of your eyes when tiredness tugs at you, or when you wake in the dead of night for a short period that you won't even remember the next morning. Even worse, they're reported to come to those who suffer from sleep paralysis and torment them while the person is unable to defend themselves. Today's topic of terror is one of the most widely reported paranormal phenomena that I've ever seen, with accounts coming from all corners of the globe. Shadow beings, the black mass, shadow figures, and the hat man. It can only be the frightening shadow people. A short Google search reveals countless articles and stories relating to these supposed entities. This is heavily felt on the more spookier corners of the internet, such as No Sleep or Creepypasta websites, but the presence of these creatures has even broached mainstream media in countless movies, documentaries, books, and television shows. For those of you fortunate enough to have not seen these creatures before, the Shadow People have an easily defined set of characteristics. They are, as the name implies, constructs of shadows and darkness. They are humanoid creatures, usually with an easily discernible head and shoulders. They are silhouettes with a human shape, like the void of a hole cut out of reality. Some have reported them to wear a particular hat, like a fedora or a top hat. Some report that they have glowing eyes of a terrifying colour, and visible, dagger-like teeth to threaten and attack with. Their aura is one of absolute and unparalleled fear, and their appearance is enough to snatch your breath from your body, an ominous, silent, and otherworldly shadow of death. Have you ever seen them, dear listener? In the black of darkest night, the veil of lightless gloom that almost suffocates. Figures of dense black shadows, created of pure darkness that stand in the corner of your vision and creep inwards. Sometimes they show themselves for only a fraction of a second, while your attention is directed elsewhere, watching the TV, using a computer, or any other task really. I didn't want to share stories from the nameless, shapeless faces of the internet just in case it was plagiarised or untruth. 
So for this episode, I reached out to friends, family, and associates all over the world and asked them the simple question, have you ever seen a shadow person? One of my American friends in her early 20s prefaced her answer by stating that she regularly had night terrors. Her account is that she would awaken suddenly, violently from one such terror in the middle of the night and see such a creature at the foot of her bed, watching her as she slept. It was a tall figure, nearly eight feet tall and made of the densest, fathomless darkness that she'd ever seen. Somehow, if possible, it looked even darker than the pitch-black, lightless room in which it stood. It loomed over her bed, unmoving, and watched her with glowing yellow eyes. For a while, they stared at one another. Goosebumps rose on her neck and arms at the unnatural confrontation that she found herself in. The room felt cold, unnaturally cold, as if it wasn't just light that the creature absorbed, but warmth and heat also. This was a creature of the void, a black mass wearing the shape of a person. After what feels like an eternity in the darkness, she finally states firmly to the creature, you are not real. Four simple and short words, but it's almost a mantra of strength. You are not real, she repeats, and throws back the blankets of her bed, sliding out and moving around. The figure watches her, unmoving as it turns. It doesn't step or shift like a normal person. It simply rotates to follow her as she walks into the bathroom. She raises a hand, feeling the eyes of the creature upon her as she grasps the pull string of the light. The long perfected and primal sense from the days when our ancestors were right to fear the dark and everything that hunts us in it. The sense of the prey being watched by the predator. A simple click casts relieving and warm light into the room, illuminating the darkness. She turned to see the creature, but it was gone, leaving no evidence that it had ever been there to begin with, save for the uncomfortable chill that lingered in the room long after she had returned to bed. Another friend hunts ghosts as a hobby, and he claims to have seen them twice now while exploring old buildings. This particular incident occurred in an abandoned industrial flour mill in London. Picture an abandoned factory and warehouse, a forgotten complex of grey cement, heavy brown rust and detritus scattered everywhere. Towering window frames without anything in them, the glittering specks of glass that were shattered and broken long ago littering the floor. Overgrown weeds and flora are pocketed here and there, and large ponds of rainwater have pooled on the floor, that sort of building. The two of them were walking slowly through this building in the pitch black of night. Flashlights beaming as they go room to room slowly, a bright light that cuts through the gloom. In every room, they would stop and spend a few minutes, asking simple questions aloud to see if anything would respond. He remembers the absolute quiet of the area as if it was yesterday, there being no sound at all save for the scritching noises their footsteps made on the cement floors, and the echoes of their voice as they called into the dark. The night was uneventful for the most part. They scoured the entire complex, or at least whatever rooms were safe to be in, and received no response to any of their questions. The standard, is there anybody there? What is your name? Give us a sign sort of questions. Eventually, they packed up and returned to their car, unloading their equipment into the boot of the vehicle before getting inside. As he turned to look out the passenger side window, one final glance towards the complex they'd just spent their night at, he saw it. 
in the empty doorway of the entrance they'd used, there stood the dark silhouette of a humanoid figure. The hairs immediately rose on the back of his arms, and he remembers a brief feeling of unexplainable cold and panic. For a few seconds, they stared at one another, he peering at this inky black shape while it stared back at him. He couldn't see any eyes or anything beyond the thick outline, but he knew, somehow, that it was watching him intently. His friend, after getting into the driver's seat, noticed this and asked him what was wrong. You don't see it? He inquires. See what? Is the response. He looked away to ensure his friend was indeed looking in the right direction, following his gaze, and he was. But upon looking back to where the menacing figure stood, he saw that it was gone, vanished into thin air. He states that this could have simply been another urban explorer or ghost hunter messing with them as a practical joke, which is always a worry for this particular hobby, but it wouldn't explain the immediate fight or flight response he felt upon seeing it. There wasn't a moment of consideration or thought, it was simply an immediate and deep primal fear. A third friend from Indonesia remembers the time she met one of these shadow people as a child. When I inquired, she stated that, as far as she knows, Indonesian folklore doesn't have a creature made of shadows. If there is one, I wasn't able to find it with a cursory Google search, but that makes it even more interesting that she experienced one such meeting. One day, while she was playing alone inside the family home, she recalls vividly that she was, for whatever reason, pretending that she was being buried. You know, as children do. She was using a chair as a pretend tombstone, likely reenacting a scene from a movie or television show, and while she was playing, her mother came to tell her that she would be right back after a quick trip out of the house. After the mother left on her errands, the play continued, but eventually, the air changed and the room grew cold. She says that she felt chills run up her body, and that uncomfortable feeling you get when you know that somebody is approaching you from behind. She was laying down, pretending to be dead already, so she shut her eyes firmly and pretended that she didn't hear or feel it. Eventually, the encroaching footsteps became too much to bear, and terribly frightened, she bolted upright and ran away, pausing only to look over her shoulder as she fled the room. Behind her was a dark and terrible figure, one that would have towered over the small child, the shape of a man made of a thick darkness that was somehow immune to the lights that were on inside the house. She remembers crying loudly as it stood there, but that it disappeared by the time her mother had returned. I don't know for absolute certainty if I've seen one of these entities, but I do recall a number of vague memories of seeing something out of the corner of my eye. Things that frightened me immediately and forced a double take. I've sometimes thought that I see things that aren't there, though it was more active in my teenage years than it is now. It still happens now and then, mostly while I'm trying to fall asleep. I'll have closed my eyes for a little while, alone with my own thoughts in the quiet dark as I wait for the little and temporary death of sleep. And then I feel it. Where once there was just myself in the room, I can feel a… a presence. A cold presence beside the bed, close. I know that as soon as I open my eyes to look, it will be gone, but in my strange logic of the situation, I feel as if that means it's one. It got to me, at least enough that I had to open my eyes and turn to check whether or not it was there. So, in my sleep-addled state, I do as countless children do all over the globe. I keep my eyes closed, and I pretend that it isn't there. 
Eventually, I fall asleep, but I remember a particular note strongly. I remember that sometimes, every now and then, I can, I can hear it breathing. The quietest noise on the edge of my hearing, but it's there. Many people have reported seeing a rather specific version of the Shadow People, known commonly as the Hat Man. He's very similar in appearance to the oft-encountered Shadow figures, but his obvious feature is the addition of a wide-brimmed hat and trench coat, or cape. Those who see it report an immediate and unending feeling of unease and dread, leading to the belief that this entity feeds on fear in the same way that many monsters of folklore and urban legends do. Whether he is demon, ghost, hallucination, or other explanation, his appearance always brings a feeling of unexplainable terror. Unlike other apparitions who can disappear at a moment's notice, the Hat Man holds more substance. Instead of disappearing before your very eyes, he will physically move, the clomp of heavy footsteps across the floor as he slowly, methodically, disappears out of sight behind doorways, furniture, trees, lampposts, and more. His appearances are so common that author Timothy Brown Jr. created a blog to catalogue the Hatman's appearances from user submissions, including his own encounter with the Hatman when he was 14 years old. This led him to writing a book titled The Hatman, His Identity Revealed, which claims to be the culmination of over 20 years of research into this frightening phenomena. The Twilight Zone also featured an episode on the Hatman, in which he lives underneath the bed of a teenage boy, though in this episode, the Shadow People are depicted with the ability to kill humans, except the person whose bed they live beneath. These creatures are known the world over, as they seem to have no connection to culture or location. They simply exist where humans do, living in the unseen areas beyond the corners of our vision, in the areas of dark that surround the visible and the light. In Choctaw mythology, they are known as Nalusa Chito, or Impashilla. They are soul eaters, and gigantic creatures made of shadows. If a person is plagued by depression or ill thoughts, then they become susceptible to the Impashilla. The creature will creep inside you and devour your soul. The people of the Choctaw Nation refuse to speak his name, fearing that doing so attracts the entity to you. In Japanese mythology, the yokai known as Enenra is likely a shadow entity. The Enenra are demons of smoke and darkness. They drift on the wind and bring chills wherever they go. Their name is similar to Enma, the Lord of Hell and Judge of the Dead, and as such it is believed that they are created from the souls of the dead somehow. Similar creatures exist in other American folklore, such as the Hide Behind. The Hide Behind is a fearsome critter, a tall tale told by lumberjacks and forestmen, and used as a reason as to why some of them would not return home from work. It's a nocturnal, flesh-eating creature that preys upon forest life and any who venture in, and is able to conceal itself at a moment's notice, hiding behind objects or using a natural camouflage. It means that looking directly at the creature is almost impossible, and so it will slowly stalk its prey, approaching closer and closer until it lunges for the kill, and drags you off to its lair to devour you. Those of us who hunt ghosts see them frequently, and often believe these creatures to be lingering spirits, those who have perished but not yet passed over into the unknown. 
They may have died in an emotional state, one of utmost fear or rage, and left an anchor of themselves on this earthly and mortal world that can never be removed. They might have an unfinished goal, a life's work or personal quest that was left unfinished as they perished too soon. Or maybe they were a truly evil soul, a violent and wicked person who left a stain upon this world that will never fade. Whomever they are, we know little about them or their intentions. There are also a number of scientific reasons for what these ill spectres may be. Those of us who suffer from sleep paralysis often see terrifying things that aren't actually there. Spiders crawling over their bodies while they lay there, dark figures looming over them in the dead of night, that sort of thing. During the REM state of sleep, which stands for rapid eye movement, we very often have intensely dramatic dreams that feel as if we're experiencing them in real life. I'm sure you, dear listener, have had a dream that felt this way, as if you were living it in the moment and everything that happened in real time as a real occurrence. While you have these dreams, in order to stop you from acting against any imaginary threats, the brain almost paralyzes your body to stop you from hurting yourself. Sleep paralysis occurs when your body is still under the influence of REM sleep and these dramatic dreams, but you're conscious and awake while it happens. The result is that you see incredible and terrible things, but you're frozen in your bed, unable to move or do anything about it. In such a position, it's only natural that you'd see entities like the Hat Man as your brain progresses through its rest. It could also be a simple case of mistaken identity. The word pareidolia refers to a tendency for people to perceive images or shapes in objects that aren't actually there. It's the reason why we see shapes in clouds, and also why that pile of clothes stacked on the chair in your bedroom looks like a person in the right light. Instead of there actually being a threatening figure of shadows there, it could just be a trick of the mind. Your brain on survival instincts, trying to discern shapes and threats where there aren't actually any. The peripheral of our vision is designed to detect movement instead of detail, after all, as an evolution to survive. There are also more… strange explanations for these entities, if you read the various stories online. That these are alien visitors from another world or dimension, and this is the only way that they can appear to us in this material and earthly realm. What do you think, dear listener? Have you had a personal encounter with these creatures? A moment in the dark where you see their silhouette in the shadows of your vision? Perhaps they watched you for a moment, beady eyes staring back beneath the brim of a wide hat, a crooked smile on their face before disappearing the instant you blink. If you have, I'd love to hear it from you. Perhaps you think this is all a case of mistaken identity, a hallucination, pareidolia, waking dreams, or another reason that we've not listed here. Whatever your opinion, let me know and perhaps start a discussion. If you have a particular subject you want me to talk about, a certain cryptid investigated, a story to read on air, or anything else, reach out to me at channelfm at gmail.com, or on Twitter by finding the handle at channelfm. I also apologise for what I can only assume is my terrible pronunciation of the folklore I just listed. Speaking of cryptids, that leads us on to today's Cryptid of the Week, but only after we give our special shoutouts for this episode. To everyone who's ever had the misfortune of seeing one of these shadow creatures in person, 
to everyone who may be using these episodes as a bedtime story, and to everyone named Mira. You have our special shout out and thanks for this episode. While it's a relatively short entry as far as cryptids go, I didn't want to make this broadcast too long. These are one of my favourite, and what I believe to be one of the cuter cryptids out there. Hailing from Fresno, California, today's cryptids are the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Normally I would have written a story that goes along with these creatures, but to be honest with you, there's just not enough known about them. The Fresno Nightcrawlers are peculiar in appearance. They stand at about 1.5 meters high, with most of their height being made up of their very long and wibbly legs. Any footage of the creatures is grainy, fuzzy, and hard to make out, but they seem to just be a very long pair of legs with a small head where their waist would be. They have no arms or body, they only have long and bendy legs with a head atop them. The creature gets its name from Fresno, the place it was first seen in, but it's also been spotted in Yosemite and in Poland. It's hard to figure out just what it is these cryptids want or do. They've been spotted in open fields, in people's gardens, or in clearings of forests. They just sort of meander around. They're a fairly modern cryptid, and nobody's seen them in any sort of prey or predator situation, or do anything beyond slowly walking about, to be honest with you. Theories on what they might be are equally peculiar. It could all be a hoax, with the creatures being a construct or a puppet rather than a real creature. It could also be a misidentified sighting, something similar to a deer standing upright in low light to forage from a tree. It could also be someone wearing a costume and walking on stilts, there are, of course, stranger origins too. Some claim that they're aliens who simply want to wander the world in peace, kind of like space tourists. Regardless of what you think they are or where they're from, they're frightfully adorable, and I encourage you all to give them a Google whenever you next can. That brings us to the end of this particular broadcast. I hope you all enjoyed listening, and now I will bid you all goodbye with another frightening fact. You may know that, eventually, a lack of sleep can be fatal to you. But do you know the fatal process that one actually goes through? For those of us who are unable to fall asleep, or who for whatever reason take steps to remove sleep from our daily lives, there is a condition known as fatal insomnia. It's a series of terrible conditions that begins with paranoia and strange phobias that last for about four months. After that, hallucinations are added to the mix. Then, rapid weight loss. Eventually, dementia, in which the person becomes enabled to speak and mute, before death shortly follows. This strange condition takes anywhere between 6 to 30 months to complete its cycle, and so far has always ended in inevitable death. So remember, look after yourself, and get plenty of sleep. The songs used in this episode are titled Ominous, Ossuary 6, Air, and Long Note 3. They are made by Kevin MacLeod and are licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. His website is incompitech.com and he makes great music. Give him a look and a listen.